This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program on this beautiful June 18th. It's a Thursday. We're glad you uh, have joined us here, taking time to get into the Word of God together with us. That's what Morning Breath is all about. We're a drive-time devotional devotion that is sure to jumpstart your day. We do it by reading a chapter of the Bible. We read one chapter, uh, begin to think about, pray about the chapter, pray about what God's saying to us, speaking to us individually, uh, and then also corporately because uh, what's really cool is if you can read it and then tune into the program, uh, see what you saw, and then kind of see what God's showing uh, myself and my co-host today, I think it all kind of helps build that into our lives in a little bit more permanent sense. My co-host today is Pastor David Gammon. Let's welcome Pastor David Gammon in. Yay! <laughs> the crowd roars. That is exciting. This is a, man, this is going to be a good chapter, Second Corinthians 4. So much good stuff, uh, man, stuff pertaining to, to everything that's going on right now, just in our lives and our country, and super excited to be here. You know, breathing what God's breathed into us, breathing it out. So, yeah. So tell folks how to get involved. So great that morning breath is a great devotion time to get into the Word. You get pastors sitting here unpacking the Word for you, but you also get to hear from the Holy Spirit as yeah. well, and and be able to apply it directly to your life. And a great way to to get the content is one, go to our website, and that's eccc.us. You'll see a morning breath icon. Go ahead and click on that, and it'll take care of you. Or you can. The, do the best thing to get anything East Coast and just go and get our app on your mobile device. Go to however you get the mobile devices, put an East Coast app, get that. You'll be able to get morning breath um, episodes. You'll be able to get the message from the weekend. You'll be able to know all the events that we have up and coming. It, we'll, you'll be able to know about small groups that we have active and going. It's just a great resource yep. for your discipleship and your walk with Jesus. Another way is just call the church, 321-452-1060. And uh, we'll we'll take care of you. Hit hit zero, and we'll take care of you. We'll, yep. We'll email you one something. if you want one, or mm-hmm. mail it to in the snail mail, mm-hmm. whatever works. We've got a couple of announcements. First one is uh, we've got one more food drop this month. Mm-hmm. We're getting a whole semi uh, load of food again on the twenty third of June. That's Tuesday. It's gonna be like nine thirty nine nine thirty to. Uh, 11.30, we'll be passing out the food. So if you know somebody that needs food, you need food, mm-hmm. something's going on that way, we want to take care of you. We, of course, have a food pantry where we pass out food every Tuesday and Thursday. But we also, for the month of June, have been getting uh, some extra semis completely packed full of uh, food. So we've got a great uh, truck coming full of stuff for you. Oh, another cool thing we got coming up is... Uh, Saturday night service is coming back. It's Come back. On. It's like it's it's, so it's uh, not in your car. Not now. in your car. Inside the building, AC unit running. Life is starting to really get back to normal now. Great way Saturday nights. Come out to our Merritt Island location at five thirty is when our, our service starts, and you'll be able to get the full weekend experience that we have. It's, it's our yep. it's our start of the worship experience for the weekend. It's Saturday nights and it's super powerful. If if there is by chance something where, you know, there's uh, physical issues uh, where you don't want to risk being exposed as well, you can still watch the services online. Mm-hmm. Or you can even come in your car on Saturday night and stay in your car 
and tune in to 103.3 FM. We have a low-power radio station here on our property, and we can broadcast the service out through it. Now, I'm 98.6% sure that we're going to be able to do that this Saturday night, but that's what we're shooting for. That's so cool. I, yeah. I also want to encourage everybody, we also have on most, I believe, all of our locations, the return of first through sixth grade kids' church as well. And that's something if you've been doing the online experience like myself, I've got four kids under the age of eight, and it can be a lot. But first through sixth will be coming back. We're super excited about that. And maybe we'll be able to go to church as families and see each other and lift up the name of Jesus. Yep, beautiful thing. Anyway, so let's get into the chapter today, Pastor David. Let's do it. A short one. It's only 18 verses, so we'll split it right at nine. I'll read the first nine, you read the last nine. I wanted to pick wherever the easiest words were. Okay, which (laughs) would you like? First or last? Last nine. Okay, no problem. All right, Pastor Dan, then I say to you, read, sir. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we we have renounced the hidden things of shame not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age is blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body of the dying, excuse me, let's start, I shouldn't have read that verse, that's why I got confused. Verse 10, you, David. Yeah, we are always carrying around in the body of the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe, therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching, so that grace so that grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. Amen. Amen. Yeah, good chapter. So what uh, what stood out to you, Pastor David? What really jumped out was was out the gate was rather we renounce secret and shameful ways, and we do not use deception nor distort the word of God. Verse two. Yeah, verse two. I mean that 
I, I love that because it gives us ownership as believers that we, and then you hear these, I believe they're verbs, renounce secret and shameful ways, that verb right there. We are doing an act of saying, okay, that is no longer acceptable for the journey that I'm going on. And in a way, I, it kind of made me think is are they renouncing secret and shameful ways? The way it really hit my heart was this picture of that isn't who I am anymore. That old way might have been a way that's celebrated by other people and it might have been honored in another time and it might have been something that I did. But guess what? Now in my new life, it has got to become secret and it's shameful. So if on Sunday morning you had to walk around and talk about what that was, if you're like, oh, I can't do that. I'm at church. That's probably not a good thing for who you actually really are. A lot of the people I hear want to put a twist on it and act like as Christians were fake. That's not true at all. The truth is we're walking in a higher calling with a higher purpose. And what people want, what the devil wants us to believe is that we have to be fake on Sundays. No, Sundays are our worship experience. When we get together as a family, cause us out to be the version of ourselves that God has created and called us to be. And we need to renounce and look at stuff we have to hide um, and say, you know what, that stuff needs to go. That stuff has to get out of my life. And being really practical right now, if there's people on your social media that you're keeping around, um, maybe because you have thoughts that, that aren't Christ-centered, you need to unfriend them. You need to stop following them. If you're doing stuff in your business that is you maybe have to lower the volume when you talk about it and you can't walk up to one of your pastors or one of one of your other believers and talk about it openly, you might not you might want to cut that out of your life because guess what? That's not who God created you to be. And don't bite into the lie that, oh, well, you know what? Christians don't honor this. You're honoring filth. Like, so you're right. We don't honor it. Um, and you're honoring something that could be killing your life and your family's life and, and destroying the blessing that God has for you in the land of the living. Yeah, I think that uh, when, it, when it's talking here, it says hidden things of shame. You know, if you've got to hide something, then there's a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, sin wants to isolate. So in other words, let's say uh, I want to I drink or I want to smoke or I want to, you know, look at pornography or I want to whatever it is that you, you pick there. Most of those things, when you think about that, what do you do? You go hide to do them. You mm -hmm. get away from everybody else. You get on the computer by yourself. So you, you buy a bottle and go get by yourself, whatever this sense may be. See, if you're having to hide it, then that's something you should renounce. And I think it's an interesting word that's used here, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame. In other words, you know, do you renounce your citizenship of the United States? Do you renounce, you know, it's a strong word. Mm -hmm. It's a word that says, I am, and if you renounce your citizenship of the United States, you're not getting it back. See, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's a really strong thing. And that's one of the things that kind of messed me up when, when I got saved was I thought I had to renounce that stuff before I gave my heart and life to Christ. And I couldn't. I tried. I tried to get off of the drugs I was on. I tried to quit drinking. I tried to quit a lot of things. And I just was not successful. I'd be successful for a couple hours in the morning, and then before the afternoon hit, I was back at it again. Mm -hmm. And so then that prevented me from coming to the Lord. But that's not what he's saying here. He's saying that since he's become a Christian, 
He's renounced the hidden things of darkness. Come on. Craftiness. That means being sneaky. You know, most addicts are, are incredible liars because you lie to hide your addiction. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to get all this fixed before you know Jesus, but give your heart and life to Jesus and then let him help you renounce them and move away from it. You want to hear something cool? Sure. No, no, not me. No. So uh, I just got saved. I mean, I've been saved for less than maybe. Wait a minute! You've worked here for years. (laughs) I know, right? So that is surprising. We're time traveling here. Oh, we're we're going back in time, guys. Justin Timberlake's at the top of the charts. I had more hair. It was thirty pounds ago. The movie Jumper uh, just came out, (laughs) right? So, uh, and at this bar that I'd go to was Nickel Beers, okay? And I would go Nickel? to Nickel Beers. And it was like eight-ounce cups of beer. And, and a bunch of us 20-year-olds would be out there, and I'd given my heart to Christ. and, and um, But I hadn't given this part of it over to him yet. And we're doing, I'm not doing nothing wrong except for maybe the drinking, not here to unpack all that. But my buddy comes in who is like, Die-hard Christian believer, conservative, walked straight up to me. I have you know friends around me. We're, we're throwing darts. He slams the Bible on the table and says, "You're either going to choose this life or you're going to choose this book, but you can't have both of them." And he yells it in front of everybody. Never been so embarrassed in my life. Serious, uh, dead serious. I almost want to say his name, but I ain't gonna do that. Oh, <laughs> and, After then, the show, I oh, gotta totally. know. Right? And then totally. <laughs> so I said, "Man." Um, can we walk? Can we talk outside for a second? And we go outside. We talk, and he's like, "I'm calling you out, and you need to repent." I did not repent, and I actually went in and drank more, and he annoyed the crap out of me. Okay, just being honest. <laughs> then the next weekend, there's a guy doing karaoke at the bar, and he's having the time of his life. Karaoke's going great, and all of a sudden he starts talking about Jesus, <laughs> and I'm here. You know how it is. I mean, if you can't relate, God bless you. But I'm like, I've I've had some nickels that hit the table, and 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 I start talking to him about Jesus. And he's not drinking at all. And I said, how do you do it? He goes, because I've gave this over to my heart. I gave my heart to Jesus, man. He goes, I really have. You just haven't given this part yet. And I was so inspired by him mm. that he was in the middle of this environment. He was having the time of his life. And I was like, okay, I need to get like that. Like that's, <laughs> And it's like, I really feel as believers is, you know, I'm not saying one that the first guy was dead wrong and should be shamed. No, sometimes we need to be aggressive. Jude says, snatch someone before they go to the fire. But I think that inspiration is also such a powerful tool by our authentic walk with Jesus, maintaining our joy and inspiring other people. So, yeah, and, and totally radically hit my heart and uh, made drastic changes after that. That's awesome, David. You know, I think what you said in there was about living an authentic lifestyle. And I think that is the number one way that very often we reach those people around us. I can remember at, when I was struggling and but yet God was de- dealing with my heart and I was wanting to get free, there were some people around me who I saw were free. And seeing someone who's free and, uh, you know, doing well in life, it's, it's a powerful thing. For me, that person was probably Mike Black and uh, my neighbor across the street and some guy I worked with at work. And it's funny how God put, put people all around me like that. I mean, there were dozens of them. But there were two guys at work. There were probably about 12 of us there and two guys at work. There was the guy across the street from me who lived across the street from me and then my childhood friend. Uh, And so God kind of covered the bases that wherever I kind of turned or looked, there was somebody around me that knew the Lord and was encouraging me just through their lifestyle, but also through their words because Mike came over and confronted me with the gospel 
at, at some point, and it actually, I actually, you know, prayed with him and received Christ as my Savior there. Yeah. So, so that's cool. That's that that stood out to you in the chapter. Uh, we better renounce the stuff that's out there. I was always curious about this part. It says not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully. Mm. And you know that that word deceitfully is the word uh, or handling is the word python. Interesting enough. And it's kind of going back to that demonic thing that Paul dealt with in the book of Acts, the spirit of Python, the girl that followed him around. And uh, what's crazy is how many times the Bible is used by people who twist it, Mm -hmm. who use it for their own gain and their own good to kind of verify their point. And just to to maybe emphasize that is, uh, you know, back in the day when slavery was going on, that people used the Bible, bits and pieces of the Bible, to try to prove what they were doing was, uh, was good. Mm-hmm. And that, that would be, to me, an example of using the Word of God uh, deceitfully, being crafty and deceitful and mm-hmm. taking something out of the Scripture and twisting it mm-hmm. and trying to make it fit you know, one time when I was dealing with, uh, you know, the drinking thing, the verse where uh, Paul encouraged Timothy to drink some wine for his ailment's sake, you know, for his stomach's sake, I kind of felt like, whoa, should I do that? Well, you know, maybe I should start drinking some again. It's good for me. You know, and all that, you try to rationalize it. And I, I talked to some guy about it uh, that knew the Lord and loved the Lord. And he said, well, that that was... God speaking to Timothy through somebody, and all of the word speaks to us, but is God saying that to you right mm-hmm. now? And I had to honestly say, no, probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably not talking to me. And I could have, though, handled it craftily and made it fit my situation, but I'm glad I'm glad I didn't, and I'm glad my friend, you know, shared with me some things along those lines. But that part always got to me, too, because he's not just dealing with you know, leaving behind those bad things, you know, pre-Christ, but certainly don't bring your craftiness forward with you mm. in, a, in the way you handle the word, you know, trying to get it just to say what you want it to say. That's why I liked uh, reading when I started out. Re- I read 14 chapters of the New Testament a day for two and a half years. And that kind of gave me the whole picture. And it's harder to slip a piece out if you kind of got a good picture of the whole. So that's, you know, a good reason to get into your Bible and keep reading. I love because as he would talk in 1 Corinthians, uh, actually 1 Corinthians 4, he'll say, there are some that preach the Bible to fulfill their own bellies. And he doesn't yeah. mean for food. He's talking about for their own pride. He's saying these guys are using the scripture just to make their own name and just to do that other stuff. And I cannot tell you how much your – the Pastor Dan and I can only – really kind of do John the Baptist kind of style teaching where we can teach you the word, but we really can only point towards Jesus. It has to be you that gets in your word. And I'm preaching to the choir now because you're listening to Morning Breath and you're trying to get into the word. And that's an awesome thing. I want to encourage you though that that when it comes down to not manipulating the word, because I always have to look at this. I, I, I love social media. I think it's incredible. I do a social media called TikTok. You're only given 15 to 60 seconds to get what you have to say out. And I I love it. But in that, you have to kind of do what we hate uh, as preachers, and that's cherry-pick scriptures. (laughs) And it's very dangerous. And for me, when I hear stuff, it's because 
when I get into the Word, I read the full chapter to get the full explanation. But also this kind of governing, too, and what he talks about here. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. That if ever I am 100% of the plan, I get rid of that plan. Yeah. That's a horrible plan. Yeah. Like, that's my guaranteed failure. And now if I'm going to have butterflies in my stomach and my knees are going to be shaking, but God is a big chunk of this plan, then I, I, I'm— I know that I'm a little more on point and a little more inclined to step forward with that one because he will show up because it isn't about us and our bellies and our glory. Our word is to be guided by him like a lamp to our feet and a light to our path for him to show his glory. Amen. You know, there's a pretty good uh, sort of formula in here to get out of a, a, a bad situation. Paul says right after that verse, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. How do you, how do you deal with that? Mm. Well, the first thing I think you do, we, we covered already, is you renounce. Mm-hmm. You, got, you just got to make sure that if, you're, if somebody's accusing you of something, they've got really nothing to accuse you from. You got to make sure it's a false accusation, Come on. number one. Number two, your attitude is super important when you're going through something tough. Verse 13 and verse 17 are great attitude scriptures. Verse 13 says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what it was written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore spoke. It's a great attitude. And then verse 17, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal way to glory that's a wild attitude. You know, like right. when, when you're, you know, when the boat's sinking and the guy's singing and having a good time, you turn to him and say, are you always in a good mood? Well, yeah, it's a good thing. And Paul, to say our light affliction, when you think about what Paul went through, he considers it light, but the only way he can do that, the only way he can have that attitude is he's doing it in comparison to. Heaven is that much better by far than than what you're dealing with right here. So he's saying our light affliction is but for a moment. And then um, let me see what else here. I uh, saw another one. Focus. Yeah, you got to get your focus right. And verse 18 is a focus verse. So if we're going to get out of trouble, we renounce. Mm-hmm. We make sure our attitude is right. And for our attitude to be right, our focus has to be right. Come on. And he says here, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And that for me is just things of God, things of heaven, things that the word promises that we haven't seen yet. All the spiritual side of it, what are you going to focus on? You're going to focus on the reward or you're going to focus on the pressure? Come on. And so there's a focus thing. And so you keep your eyes on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the Bible says, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him despised the cross, but he held on to the joy that was out there, you, me, mm. receiving. So Jesus' focus when he was on the cross, he wasn't focused on his hands, on his breathing, on his feet, on the crown on his head, the the stripes on his back. He was focused on us. Uh, he proved it by giving his mother to John, by saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what to do. He, you know, he, he, he just, his focus was in the right mm. place. And then 
T, uh, is, I've got, in fact, I, I did a little acronym, RAFT. If you build a RAFT, you can get out of trouble. Come on. Renounce, get your attitude right, your focus right. And then finally, what do you got to do? You got to trust God. He says, I believe, therefore I spoke. We believe, therefore we also spoke. And then verse 14, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. That's trust. He's saying knowing. I know this. I'm sure of this. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. For over 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility. Located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff. Making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Morning Breath. Hey, everybody. Hit it, David. So, you know, when it comes to to, to, to pressing forward with Jesus, our, our walk, I'm just going to be as transparent as possible. Sometimes, often, life can get to be a struggle. Uh, and not all our struggles are the same, but we're all called as disciples of Jesus Christ to go into the nation and make disciples. And we're not—that that, that word doesn't say, hey, just go and attend church, or hey, just watch a—, a, a a church service every now and then and, and feel good about God and feel good about your relationship with God. No, it says make disciples. And for me, just speaking from my heart here, one way 
I can continue to do this week in and week out is knowing, like Pastor Ann said, the focus, knowing the why, why I do this. When I wake up in the morning, why do I get up? And I've shared this with some of the young ones on our leadership program that, that we pour into. And it's why I wake up at 5.30 in the morning, why I get into my quiet time is because I believe that Jesus has foreordained that day for me with good works for me to walk in and that I'm going to fill myself up. And I have literally written this down as when I get to heaven, this will be my purpose or here is to set captives free. And that today I'm going to set a captive. Thank you for That's listening to Morning wife. Breath from East Coast Christian sure Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, no. and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day. See you, Pastor Dave.